Okay, so tonight, Be'ezrus Hashem, we're continuing with our series of Entering into the Sea of Wisdom, where each week we're taking a look at the Torah given over by the Tzaddik, Rav Yitzhak Maya Morgenstern Shlita in Yerushalayim. And again, this week, we're Zoycha once again to be able to access the time period in which the Rebbe is giving over his Torah, and the Lukute Devalar Kemchayim that we have in Nishmas and Chadasin is going to be the words of Torah that were given over on Leil Shabbos at the Rebbe Suda and Parshas Vayechi, Tavshin Pei Aleph. So the question that the Rebbe is going to begin with, which is a question that's asked by numerous tzaddikim from previous generations as well, is how could it be that when it comes to Yaakov Avinu, the Yaakov Avinu who spent his entire life in Eretz Yisrael, or trying to get towards Eretz Yisrael, that it was specifically when Yaakov Avinu finds himself stuck in Erva Sa'aretz, when Yaakov Avinu finds himself thrown into the lowest, most degraded space around at that time, Erva Sa'aretz, Mitzrayim. That place of Mitzrayim which becomes the name, the borrowed name that will be utilized to describe all of the difficult exiles that the Jewish people experience. And the question is, how could it be that Dafka here, in this place, Dafka here in that lowly space of Eretz Mitzrayim, that Yaakov Avinu, like the Zohar tells us, experienced the greatest years of his life. Now, what this teaching is going to enable us to access, aside from being part and parcel of the fundamental mechanisms of what the Rebbe is speaking about so often, is an understanding that reverses our typical assumptions. Our typical assumption is that Eretz Yisrael is higher than Chutz Laretz and living in a place of clarity is higher than living in a place of concealment. But like our tzaddikim, and in particular the Rebbe, shows us so often it's Adaraba, Ibcha Mitztabra. I heard from my Rebbe Rav Weinberger that Adaraba is Adarba, that Adar is coming. That's Svara of Adaraba, Ibcha Mitztabra. The opposite is true. Reverse what you think is true and recognize that it's a topsy-turvy world of Eilam Hafuch Ra'isi, where the Elyoinim are Lamata and the Tachtainim are Lamala. So this move, this principle that Yesh Inyan that allows us to see how that which really appears to be lower is in truth the seat of that which is higher is something that is clear throughout the Rebbe's writings. But it's also something that is very much necessary as we find ourselves in particular spaces in our own lives, Neretz Mitzrayim, in Parshias of Shemos, as we enter into that place. So what we're going to do, instead of trying to give my own hakdama, I have a lot to say on this Indian on my own, but instead what we're going to do is we're going to look at the words of the tzaddik themselves, and then we'll hopefully have a little bit more time towards the end to ensure that it's brought down properly and applied on a practical avoid-based level. So the question is as follows, that Yaakov Avinu lived in Mitzrayim for 17 years. And we're going to see how 17 is not some happenstance number, but rather it is emblemic of the very nature of Yaakov Avinu's experience in Mitzrayim, because 17 is gematria toiv. It's the gematria of goodness, of that good, that tov that is gonus for tzaddikim. The Rebbe spoke about that which is written in the Zohar in Parshas Vayechi, Daf Reish Tes Zayin Amidbez. Shemivayar shahashanim hatoyves biyoyser shliyakov avinu hayoyud zayin hashanim shadar be'eretz mitzrayim. That the greatest years of Yaakov Avinu's life were the 17 years that he spent in Mitzrayim. The Rimez, and the Rebbe hinted, shahayadavuk biyud zayin shanim halalu 
B'Shem HaKadosh Aleph K Vav K. Hayotze from the Pasuk, May Es HaShemayim Ve'es HaAretz, Shebegematri Yudzayin, Shehu Begematri Yatoiv, Shehu Shem HaGavoa, which is a very lofty name, Shem Hadas. The different Shemos that HaKadosh Baruch Hu applies to the different ways that he expresses himself in the world, the Eser Siros, each Svira comes along with its own particular name, its own expression of the name of HaKadosh Baruch Hu, that we can contemplate, meditate, and when we daven or we read it in the Chumash, or in Svarim, so we know which point of access we're trying to connect with. So all of the different Sviros, from Keser, Chachma, Bina, Chesed, Gvurat, Ktharas, Netzach, so they all have different Shemos. The question is the Svira of Das. Now Das is typically not counted because Das is the connectivity between that which is above and that which is below. It's the connection between the head and the heart the ability to draw down the light of the inside of the mind into the lived experience of the emotions and then the body itself. That's what Das is. Vayada Adam Eschava, Das is Hischabras, its connection between two opposites. So the question is, what is the shame associated with the Svira of Das? And the Svarim point out, the Zaira Kadosh itself points out, and the Rebbe makes a very big ASEC out of this name, is that the Roshe Tevos, the acronym from the Pasuk, Es HaShamayim, the Es HaAretz, the heavens and the earth, is the Roshe Tevos, Aleph Hey Vav Hey, Es HaShamayim, the Es HaAretz. The gematria of that name, Aleph Hey Vav Hey, is the gematria of 17, because the Mida that is needed to connect above and below is the Mida of Tzaddik, associated with goodness that to connect to that which is above and that which is below, to bring down from the head into the heart, there's a need for his chabras of Es HaShemayim Ve'es HaAretz. And the Rebbe says that this is what Yaakov Avinu was meditating on in his 17 years in Galus Mitzrayim, where he spent time in Mitzrayim, already hinting to us what exactly Yaakov was up to during those years. That Yaakov was not simply found in Mitzrayim, but rather he was osake in connecting Shemayim and Aretz, allowing and preparing for his children who later on in life find themselves Ba'aretz to find HaKadosh Baruch Hu. And then the Rebbe goes on and he says something very special, which we're not going to go too deeply into. This name of Das, Shekol Sefer HaKadosh or HaGanuz, Osek B'malas Shem Elyon Zev, Einkan Makam Laharech. Now there's a Sefer called Or HaGanuz that was written by one of the Talmidim of the Basham HaKadosh which has a parish on, Mesecha, on the Mishnayos of Mesecha Shabbos. And there's many teachings that are found in that Sefer that are not found elsewhere. And the Rebbe says, and he said this elsewhere, that the entire Sefer of Or Hagonuz is osik in this idea of Es HaShemayim Ve'es HaAretz, of connecting Shemayim Ve'aretz through this name that equals the Gematria of 17. Umaksha HaZayar HaKadosh. So going back to what we were discussing, the Zohar HaKadosh asks the question, a very simple question. How could it be that the greatest, most spiritually influential years of Yaakov Avinu's life were in this place of Tumah, this place of impurity, this place of negation and darkness, Ervas Haaretz, that which is shameful, that which is difficult, that which is broken and ugly. And not in Eretz Yisrael. How could it be? Rabbi Nassan is marich in this. Bebir in Yinze. Rabbi Nassan himself, Talmud Mufakab Rabbi Nachman, is the one whose answer we're going to go with. 
שעל ידי שהאדם מדבק עצמו בהשם יסברך, בעס ובמקום ההסתרה, that when a person connects to HaKadosh Baruch Hu in the time and the place of concealment, הרי הוא זוכה לדבקוס גבוה ביוסר. By connecting to HaKadosh Baruch Hu in that place of concealment and difficulty and brokenness, a person is connecting to HaKadosh Baruch Hu on an even deeper level than what a person is capable of connecting to in a time of revelation. Why? Because at that point where Hashem is not revealed to us, like we discussed in the shear that we gave entering into the Sea of Wisdom, Unfelt Pleasure, where we discussed this at length, that when I'm in Eretz Yisrael, when I have Moichin, when I feel that HaKadosh Baruch Hu is present, I feel Hashem. I can feel Hashem in my life. It's specifically when I can't find HaKadosh Baruch Hu in my life that I'm forced to try and connect to an even deeper level, which is the etzem ha'elikus, the essence, so to speak, of godliness. And we have to always remember that for the Rebbe, when we hear the word etzem, it never really means etzem, but it's the highest level that we're capable of grasping. That in a time of concealment, we throw ourselves even deeper towards etzem ha'elikus. Shagam choyshech lo yashchich mimcha. And in that place of etzem ha'elikus, the Pasuk tells us that even darkness does not darken you. That at that place, at that place where light and darkness are but relative terms because the essential nature of HaKadosh Baruch Hu is revealed, even the darkness of Mitzrayim does not stand as a separation in between Yaakov Avinu and the Hasaga of Elikus, because at that place, even darkness itself reveals Elikus. Similar, or on the path of what Rabbi Nuzal, Rabbi Nachman taught us in his famous teaching in the second volume of Lakuta Maran Torah Yudbeis, which is Ayei Mekoyim Kavodo, Shebe Mekoyimais HaMetunafim Milubeshes Taira Gavoa Shel Sisrei Taira. That it's specifically in those fallen places, specifically when things look ugly and broken and schwer, specifically when a person is not really allowed to think about Torah, it's specifically in that place that a person gets to uncover the deepest secrets of HaKadosh Baruch Hu's Torah. In the sense of the first mimer of the Asar Ma'amaros. Because Chazal tell us that HaKadosh Baruch Hu created the world by Asar Ma'amaros. And then there's a machlokas in Chazal about whether Bereshis Bara Eloikim is a mimer or not. Because on the one hand, it's a statement that we see in the Torah. On the other hand, we don't have Vayomer Hashem. Hashem didn't say it. So what Rabbi Nachman points out is that this Maimer Sasum, this concealed utterance, almost the statement that could not even be spoken because of how paradoxical it is in its essence, this secret that teaches us that it's specifically in those fallen places that we can uncover the deepest light of HaKadosh Baruch Hu, those places are enlivened by the Maimer Bereshis Bara, that HaKadosh Baruch Hu has created this. Shehu Keneged Svira Sakeser, which is aligned with the Svira of Keser, with the loftiest place that our minds can possibly grasp. That place of Keser where darkness and light, expression and receptivity, concealment and revelation, good and bad, ugly and beautiful, those differences no longer make a difference for our ability to discern HaKadosh Baruch Hu's presence there. In those places, we're aware that even though it is abjectly disgusting, even though it is broken and dark and Erva Sa'aretz and Mitzrayim itself, nevertheless, through the mindset of Keser, 
we're zocha to recognize that HaKadosh Baruch Hu is found in that place as well. And this is the Maimer Sosim, that Maimer of Bereshus Bar Eloikim that gives life to those fallen places is a concealed utterance. It's a paradox. It's spoken in its unspokenness. It's said without being said, because the moment I try and express it, I'm no longer touching the essence of it. It's only grasped by way of silence. And the Rebbe says, in this Maimer, it's not said explicitly that it's spoken out. In order to hint to us that the light of Keser, that lofty level of experiencing HaKadosh Baruch Hu beyond the binary or beyond the distinction between light and darkness, that is the light of Keser, and that is what Yaakov Avinu was experiencing, and that is why he was capable of finding that deep light, specifically in the darkness of Mitzrayim. Ubir marenu and the Rebbe continued, and he explained, And this was around the time of the art set of the Balatanya of Shneir Zalman of Liadi, and the Rebbe wanted to be Mazbir this Indian by way of the teachings of the Balatanya. That for our terms, we're not going to get into the distinctions between Rachel and Leah and the different representations that they have for our relationship with the Kaddish Baruch Hu. But suffice it to say that Leah in the Zohar HaKadosh is referred to as Almad Iskasya, the world of concealment which is why we find by Leah Imenu that she stayed in her tent and she was punished for leaving her tent. This is why Leah Imenu is buried in Mara Samachpela, covered and concealed, as opposed to Rachel Imenu, who is Almad Esgalia, the world of revelation, the revealed aspect of HaKadosh Baruch Hu, which is why Rachel Imenu is not buried concealed in Mara Samachpela, rather she's buried on the road in an open place. And Rachel Imenu is there for our revealed experience in Galus. And in Galus, the Shechina, the presence of HaKadosh Baruch Hu in this world, descends into those lowly places. And the Rebbe adds that this is also the mechanisms of what happens throughout each day's Kavanos, that at nighttime, as we daven and we go to sleep, the concept of the Shechina is yoreid into the worlds of separation. Again, teaching us that our job is to find the light within the darkness specifically. And so the Rebbe says in the name of the Balatanya that the avoid of Yaakov Avinu is the avoid of finding a Kaddish Baruch Hu in Galus. And that avoid of finding a Kaddish Baruch Hu in Galus is the ability to uncover the fact that Hashem's presence is found specifically in Galus. And therefore, for Yaakov Avinu, whose job it was to uncover HaKadosh Baruch Hu in the darkness of night, the tefillah of Mariv, so encountering HaKadosh Baruch Hu in concealment was the loftiest experience that he could have had. Another teaching for the Balatanya on this Indian is that the Balatanya says as follows, on the Pasuk of, that halavai shebezman shebeis amikdash kayim zoyche leroischa kesheraisioischa bezman hagalus. That it should be that I am zoychet to behold you in the times of geula, in the same way that I was zoychet to behold you in the times of exile, because exile and concealment provide for us a certain incubation period where the darkness itself and the concealment itself forces us to recognize that in spite of all appearances in spite of how concealed HaKadosh Baruch Hu seems, 
he is found specifically in these places. And the Rebbe continues and he ends that Kedeshia who remez v'simen lebanov. This entire experience of Mitzrayim was for a hint and a sign for his children, Shabazman HaGolus. In the times of Golus, Yehyeh Hashras Hashchina B'chutzlaretz. That the presence of HaKadosh Baruch whose presence in our world is going to be found in those fallen places. Like the Admar HaEmsoyi, the son of the Balatanya, wrote that in the time of the Golus, it is easier for a person to be Masig Ruach HaKodesh than it is for a person to be Masig in the time of being in Eretz Yisrael. So to just add, not to add, Khalila, but to just kind of be masbir for myself, a teaching like this in a time like this is that very often Chutz Laretz, being outside of a time of Gula looks very ugly, looks disgusting sometimes, looks difficult and painful, and a person is overwhelmed by the anxiety and the fear of that which is bumping all over the place. But a person has to remember that just like Yaakov Avinu taught us, it's specifically in those places that were Zoha to uncover the deeper light of HaKadosh Baruch Hu. It's specifically in the silence and that Maimar Sassam of HaKadosh Baruch Hu, where we don't hear Hashem's voice present, that we are capable of connecting to an etzem elikus, to the essence of godliness, which is above feeling or not feeling, which is the Mesiris Nefesh and the undying desire and the willingness to suspend our disbelief for but a moment and to believe that HaKadosh Baruch Hu is found within the darkness just as he is found within the light. And by uncovering HaKadosh Baruch Hu in the darkness, we're Megala Etoisefes Kishet, an additional adornment to HaKadosh Baruch Hu's glory, which is that you're not only found in the light, but you're found in the darkness as well.